Act One of Cyrano de Bergerac. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Cyrano de Bergerac, a play in five acts, by Edmond Roston, translated by Gladys Thomas and Mary F. Gilmer. Act One. A representation at the Hotel de Bourgogne a hall of the hotel de bourgogne in 1640 a sort of tennis court arranged and decorated for a theatrical performance the hall is oblong and seen obliquely so that one of its sides forms a back of the right foreground and meeting the left background makes an angle with the stage which is partly visible on both sides of the stage are benches a curtain is composed of two tapestries which can be drawn aside above a harlequin's mantle are the royal arms there are broad steps from the stage to the hall on either side of these steps are the places for the violinists footlights two rows one over the other of side galleries the highest divided into boxes no seats in the pit of the hall which is the real stage of the theatre at the back of the pit i e on the right foreground some benches forming steps and underneath a staircase which leads to the upper seats an improvised buffet ornamented with little lustres vases glasses plates of tarts cakes bottles etc the entrance to the theatre is in the centre of the background under the gallery of the boxes a large door half open to let in the spectators on the panel of this door in different corners and over the buffet red placards bearing the words la Cloris at the rising of the curtain the hall is in semi-darkness and still empty the lustres are lowered in the middle of the pit ready to be lighted scene one the public arriving by degrees troopers burghers lackeys pages a pickpocket the doorkeeper etc followed by the marquises cuje brisaye the buffet girl the violinists etc a confusion of loud voices is heard outside the door a trooper enters hastily the doorkeeper following him hello you there your money i enter gratis why why i am of the king's household cavalry faith to another trooper who enters and you i pay nothing how so i am a musketeer the play will not begin till two the pit is empty come about with the foils to pass the time they fence with the foils they have brought first lackey entering Psst. Flonquin. second lackey already there Chabelle. showing him cards and dice which he takes from his doublet see here be cards and dice he seats himself on the floor let's play doing the same good i am with you villain taking from his pocket a candle end which he lights and sticks on the floor i made free to provide myself with light to be master's expense a guardsman to a shop girl who advances twas prettily done to come before the lights were lit he takes her round the waist second trooper receiving a thrust a hit clubs following the girl a kiss the shop girl struggling to free herself they are looking drawing her to a dark corner no fear no one can see 
a man sitting on the ground with others who have brought their provisions by coming early one can eat in comfort the burgher conducting his son let us sit here son triple ace taking a bottle from under his cloak and also seating himself on the floor a tippler may well quaff his burgundy he drinks in the burgundy hotel to his son faith a man might think he had fallen in a bad house here he points with his cane to the drunkard what with topers one of the fencers in breaking off jostles him brawlers he stumbles into the midst of the card players gamblers the guardsman behind him still teasing the shop girl come one kiss hurriedly pulling his son away by all the holies and this my boy is the theatre where they played rotru erewhile ay and cornelie first page second page third page hand in hand enter dancing the farandole and singing the doorkeeper sternly to the pages you pages there none of your tricks oh sir such a suspicion briskly to the second page the moment the doorkeeper's back is turned have you string ay and a fish-hook with it we can angle for wigs then up there in the gallery the pickpocket gathering about him some evil-looking youths hark ye young cut-purses lend an ear while i give you your first lesson in thieving second page calling up to the others in the top galleries you there have you any pea-shooters third page from above ay have we and peas withal he blows and peppers them with peas the young man to his father what peace do they give us clarice who may the author be master balthazar barrow it is a play he goes arm in arm with his son the pickpocket to his pupils have a care above all of the lace knee ruffles cut them off a spectator to another showing him a corner in the gallery i was up there the first night of the cid making with his fingers the gesture of filching thus were watches coming down again with the sun ah you shall presently see some renowned actors making the gestures of one who pulls something stiltily but little jerks thus for handkerchiefs montfleury shouting from the upper gallery light up below there bella rose le pay le beaupre jodelet third page in the pit here comes the buffet girl the buffet girl taking her place behind the buffet oranges milk raspberry water cedar bitters a hubbub outside the door is heard first marquis make place brutes first lackey astonished the marquises in the pit oh only for a minute or two enter a band of young marquises first marquis seeing that the hall is half empty what now so we make our entrance like a pack of woolen drapers peaceably without disturbing the folk or treading on their toes oh fie fie recognizing some other gentlemen who have entered a little before him quiggy brisaye greetings and embraces true to our word troth we are here before the candles are lit ay indeed enough i am of an ill humour nay nay marquise see for your consolation they are coming to light up welcoming the entrance of the lighter ah. they form in groups round the lustres as they are lit some people have taken their seats in the galleries linier a distinguished-looking roux with disordered shirt-front 
arm in arm with christian the neuvillet christian who is dressed elegantly but rather behind the fashion seems preoccupied and keeps looking at the boxes scene two the same christian linier then dragonu and libre Ligier. not drunk as yet aside to christian i may introduce you christian nods in assent baron de neuvillette bows applauding as the first luster is lighted and drawn up Ah! to Brizaye, looking at Christian. Tis a pretty fellow. First Marquis, who has overheard. Pooh. Linier, introducing them to Christian. My lords de Quigui, de Brisei. Christian, bowing. Delighted. First Marquis, to second. He is not ill to look at, but certes, he is not costumed in the latest mode. Linier, to Quigui. This gentleman comes from Touraine. Yes, I have scarce been twenty days in Paris. Tomorrow I join the guards in the cadets. Watching the people who are coming into the boxes. There is the wife of the chief justice. Oranges, milk. First violin, tuning up. La la. Kijé to Christian, pointing to the hall, which is filling fast. Tis crowded. Yes, indeed. All the great world. They recognize and name the different elegantly dressed ladies who enter the boxes, bowing low to them. The ladies send smiles in answer. Madame de Guimene madame de bois dauphin adored by us all madame de chavigny who sports with our poor hearts ah so monsieur de corneille has come back from rouen the young man to his father is the academy here oh i i see several of them there is baudou boissat and curo de la chambre pocheret colomby bourzet bourdon arbaud all names that will live tis fine attention here come our presuisi barthenouad eurymedonte casadans felixiere ah how exquisite their fancy names are do you know them all marquise i marquis i do every one drawing christian aside friend i but came here to give you pleasure the lady comes not i will betake me again to my pet vice no no you who are a ballad maker to court and city alike can tell me better than any who the lady is for whom i die of love stay yet a while striking his bow on the desk gentlemen violinists he raises his bow macaroons lemon drink the violins begin to play ah i fear me she is coquettish and over nice and fastidious i who am so poor of wit how dare I speak to her? How address her? This language they speak today, I and write, confounds me. I am but an honest soldier and timid withal. She has ever her place there on the right. The empty box, see you. Linier, making as if to go. I must go. Detaining him. Nay, stay. I cannot. Thus you see waits me at the tavern, and here one dies of thirst the buffet girl passing before him with a tray orange drink Ugh. milk ha reeve salt stay to christian i will remain a while let me taste this reeve salt he sits by the buffet the girl pours some out for him at the entrance of a plump little man joyously excited ah, to christian tis the famous tavern-keeper ragonot Ragano, dressed in the Sunday clothes of a pastry cook, going up quickly to Linier. Sir, have you seen Monsieur de Cyrano? Introducing him to Christian, the pastry cook of the actors and the poets. 
overcome you do me too great honour nay hold your peace messinas that you are true these gentlemen employ me on credit he is himself a poet of a pretty talent so they tell me mad after poetry tis true that for a little ode you give a tart oh a tart let brave fellow he would fain fain excuse himself and for a triolet now did you not give in exchange some little rolls severely they were milk rolls and as for the theatre which you love oh to distraction how pay you your tickets huh with cakes your place to-night come tell me in my ear what did it cost you four custards and fifteen cream puffs he looks around on all sides mr de cyrano is not here tis strange why so montfleury plays ay tis true that that old wine-barrel is to take fidon's part to-night but what matter is that to cyrano how know you not he has got a hot hate for montfleury and so has forbid him strictly to show his face on the stage for one whole month drinking his fourth glass well montfleury will play he cannot hinder that oh oh that i have come to see who is this cyrano a fellow well skilled in all tricks of fence is he of noble birth ay noble enough he's a cadet in the guards pointing to a gentleman who is going up and down the hall as if searching for someone it is his friend lebret yonder who can best tell you he calls him lebret lebret comes towards them seek you for the bergerac ay i am uneasy is it not true that he is the strangest of men true that he is the choicest of earthly beings poet soldier philosopher musician and of how fantastic a presence marriage would puzzle even our grim painter philippe de campagne to portray him methinks whimsical wild comical as he is only jacques callot now dead and gone had succeeded better and had made of him the maddest fighter of all his visored crew with his triple-plumed beaver and six-pointed doublet the sword-point sticking up neath his mantle like an insolent cocktail he's prouder than all the fierce artabans of whom gascony has ever been and will ever be the prolific alma mater above his toby ruff he carries a nose ah good my lords what a nose is his when one sees it one is fain to cry aloud nay tis too much he plays a joke on us then one laughs says he will anon take it off but no monsieur de bergerac always keeps it on throwing back his head he keeps it on and cleaves in two any man who dares remark on it his sword tis one half of the fate shears shrugging his shoulders he will not come i say he will and i wager a foul a la ragnaud <laughs> good murmurs of admiration in hall roxon has just appeared in her box she seats herself in the front the duenna at the back christian who is paying the buffet girl does not see her entrance ah gentlemen she is fearfully terribly ravishing when one looks at her one thinks of a peach smiling at a strawberry and what freshness a man approaching her too near might chance to get a bad chill at the heart raising his head sees roxon and catches linier by the arm tis she ah is it she ay tell me quick i am afraid 
Hastings River Salte in Sips. Magdalene Robin, Roxanne, so called. A subtle wit, a precieuse. Woe is me. Free? An orphan. The cousin of Cyrano, of whom we were now speaking. At this moment, an elegant nobleman, with blue ribbon across his breast, enters the box and talks with Roxan, standing. Who is yonder man? Who has become tipsy, winking at him. Aha, Comte de Guiche, enamoured of her, but wedded to the niece of Armand de Richelieu, would fain marry Roxanne to a certain sorry fellow, one Monsieur de Valvert, a viscount and <laughs> accommodating. She will not have that bargain, but de Guiche is powerful and can persecute the daughter of a plain, untitled gentleman. <laughs> More by token, I myself have exposed this cunning plan of his to the world in a song which, oh, oh he must rage at me. The end hit home. <gasps> Listen. He gets up staggering and raises his glass, ready to sing. No, good night. Where go you? To Monsieur de Valvet have a care it is he who will kill you showing him roxanne by a look stay where you are she is looking at you it is true he stands looking at her the group of pickpockets seeing him thus head in air and open-mouthed draw near to him tis i who am going i am athirst and they expect me in the taverns he goes out reeling lebre who has been all round the hall coming back to ragano reassured no sign of cyrano all the same a hope is left to me that he has not seen the playbill begin, begin, begin. scene three the same all but linier de guiche valver then montfleury first marquis watching de guiche who comes down from roxanne's box and crosses the pet surrounded by obsequious noblemen among them the viscount de valver he pays a fine court your de guiche Four, another gascon ay but the cold supple gascon that is the stuff success is made of believe me we had best make our bow to him they go toward de guiche what fine ribbons how call you the colour count de guiche kiss me my darling or timid fawn tis the colour called sick spaniard faith the colour speaks truth for thanks to your valour things will soon go ill for spain and flanders i go on the stage will you come he goes toward the stage followed by the marquises and gentlemen turning he calls come you valver christian who is watching and listening starts on hearing this name the viscount ah i will throw full in his face my he puts his hand in his pocket and finds there the hand of a pickpocket who is about to rob him he turns round hey oh holding him tightly i was looking for a glove smiling piteously and you find a hand changing his tone quickly and in a whisper let me but go and i will deliver you a secret still holding him what is it Liniere, he who has just left you simply well his life is in peril a song writ by him has given offence in high places and a hundred men i am of them are posted to-night a hundred men by whom posted i may not say a secret shrugging his shoulders oh with great dignity of the profession where are they posted at the port de nesle on his way homeward warn him letting go of his wrists but where can i find him 
run round to all the taverns the golden wine-press the pine-cone the belt that bursts the two torches the three funnels and at each leave a word that shall put him on his guard good i fly ah the scoundrels a hundred men against one looking lovingly at roxa ah to leave her looking with rage at valver and him but save Vinier, i must he hurries out de guiche the viscom the marquises have all disappeared behind the curtain to take their places on the benches placed on the stage the pit is quite full the galleries and the boxes are also crowded begin the burgher whose wig is drawn up on the end of a string by a page in the upper gallery my wig he is bald bravo pages ha 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 furious shaking his fist young villain <laughs> total silence what means this sudden silence a spectator says something to him in a low voice is it true i have just heard it on good authority murmurs spreading through the hall hush is it here no i i say in the box with the bars in front the cardinal the cardinal the cardinal the devil we shall have to behave ourselves a knock is heard upon the stage everyone is motionless a pause Cuije, in the silence behind the curtain snuff that candle putting his head through the opening in the curtain a chair a chair is passed from hand to hand over the heads of the spectators the marquis take it and disappears after blowing some kisses to the boxes silence three knocks are heard on the stage the curtain opens in the centre tableau the marquises in insolent attitudes seated on each side of the stage the scene represents a pastoral landscape four little lustres light the stage the violins play softly libre in a low voice to ragano montfleury comes on the scene ay tis he who begins cyrano is not here i have lost my wager tis all the better an air on the drone pipes is heard and montfleury enters enormously stout in an arcadian shepherd's dress a hat breathed with roses drooping over one ear blowing into a ribbon drone pipe applauding montfleury after bowing low begins the part of fedon heureux qui loin des cours dans un lieu solitaire se prescrit à soi-même un exil volontaire et qui lorsque zéphyr a soufflé sur les bois cyrano from the middle of the pit villain did i not forbid you to show your face here for a month general stupor everyone turns round murmurs hey what what is it the people stand up in the boxes to look to see cyrano king of clowns leave the stage this instant oh but do you dare defy me different voices from the pit and the boxes peace enough play on montefiore fear nothing in a trembling voice heureux qui loin des cours dans un lieu seul morpheusly well chief of all the blackguards must i come and give you a taste of my cane a hand holding a cane starts up over the heads of the spectators in a voice that trembles more and more heureux qui the cane is shaken off the stage oh choking heureux qui loin des cours 
Cyrano, appearing suddenly in the pit, standing on a chair, his arms crossed, his beaver cocked fiercely, his moustache bristling, his nose terrible to see. Ah, I shall be angry in a minute. Sensation. Scene 4. The same. Cyrano, then Belarus, Jodelet. Montfleury to the Marquises. Come to my help, my lords. Carelessly. Go on, go on. That man, take warning. If you go on, I shall feel myself constrained to cuff your face. Have done? And if these lords hold not their tongue, shall feel constrained to make them taste my cane. Rising. Enough, Enough Montfleury. If he goes not quick, I will cut off his ears and slit him up. But? Out he goes. Yet? Is he not gone yet? He makes the gesture of turning up his cuffs. Good. I shall mount the stage now, buffet-wise, to carve this fine Italian sausage dust. Trying to be dignified. You outrage Thalia in insulting me. Very politely. If that muse, sir, who knows you not at all, could claim acquaintance with you, all believe, seeing how urn-like, fat, and slow you are, that she would make you taste her buskin's soul. Come, Barrow's play. To those who are calling out, I pray you have a care. If you go on, my scabbard soon will render up its blade. The circle round him widens. Drawing back, Take care. Cyrano to Montfleury. Leave the stage. Coming near and grumbling. Oh. Did someone speak? They draw back again. First lackey, singing at the back. Monsieur de Cyrano, this place is tyrannies, the fig for tyrants, what who come play us la Clorise. La Clorise, la Clorise. Let me but hear once more that foolish rhyme, I slaughter every man of you. Oh, Samson. Yes, Samson, will you lend your jawbone, sir? A lady in the boxes. Outrageous. Scandalous. Tis most annoying. Fair good sport. Silence. I order. Meow. I order silence all, and challenge the whole pit collectively. I read your names. Approach, young heroes, here, each in his turn. I cry the numbers out. Now which of you will come to ope the lists? You, sir? No. You? No. The first duelist shall be dispatched by me with honors due. Let all who long for death hold up their hands. A silence. Modest. You fear to see my naked blade? Not one name? Not one hand? Good. I proceed. Turning toward the stage where Montfleury waits in an agony. The theatre's too full, congested. I would clear it out. If not... Puts his hand on his sword. The knife must act. I... Cyrano leaves his chair and settles himself in the middle of the circle which has formed. I will clap my hands thrice, thus. Full moon. At the third clap, eclipse yourself. Ah! Clapping his hands. One. I... A lady in the boxes. Stay. Stay. I think, gentlemen. Two. I think we're wisest. Three. 
Montfleury disappears as through a trap. Tempest of laughs, whistling cries, etc. Coward, come back! Cyrano, delighted, sits back in his chair, arms crossed. Come back, and if you dare. Call for the orator. Belarus comes forward and bows. Ah, here's Belarus. My noble lords. No, 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 no. Advancing, speaking through his nose. Calves. Ah, ah bravo. bravo. Good, go on. Go on. Go on. No bravos, sirs. The fat tragedian whom you all love felt. Coward. Was obliged to go. Come back. No. Yes. The young man to Cyrano. But pray, sir, for what reason? Say, hate you, Monfleury? Graciously, still seated. Youthful gander, no, I have two reasons. Either will suffice. Primo, an actor villainous, who mouths and heaves up like a bucket from a well, the verses that should bird-like fly. Secundo, that is my secret. The burgher behind him. Shameful, you deprive us of the Clarice. I must insist. Turning his chair toward the burgher, respectfully. Old mule. The verses of old Barrow are not worth a doigh. I'm glad to interrupt. A lady in the boxes. Ah, Barrow, my dear, how dares he venture? Turning his chair toward the boxes gallantly. Fairest ones, radiate bloom, hold to our lips the cup of dreams intoxicating, hebe-like, or when death strikes, charm death with your sweet smiles, inspire our verse but criticize it not we must give back the entrance fees turning his chair toward the stage Berrose, you make the first intelligent remark would i rend thespis sacred mantle nay he rises and throws a bag on the stage catch then the purse i throw and hold your peace ah Catching the purse dexterously and weighing it. At this price, you've authority to come each night and stop, Clarice, sir. Even if you chase us in a pack. Clear out the hall. Get you all gone at once. The people begin to go out, while Cyrano looks on with satisfaction. But the crowd soon stop on hearing the following scene, and remind where they are. The women, who with their mantles on, are already standing up in the boxes, Stop to listen and finally reseat themselves. Libre to Cyrano. Tis mad. The boar coming up to Cyrano. The actor Monfleury. Tis shameful. Why, he's protected by the Duke of Condal. Have you a patron? No. No patron? None. What? No great lord to shield you with his name? No. I have told you twice. Must I repeat? No. No protector. His hand on his sword. A protectress. Here. But you must leave the town. Well, that depends. The duke has a long arm. But not so long as mine, when it is lengthened out. Shows his sword. As thus. You think not to contend? Tis my idea. But. Show your heels, now. But I. Or tell me why you stare so at my nose. Staggered. I. Walking straight up to him. Well, what is there strange? Drawing back. Your grace mistakes. How now? Is it soft and dangling, like a trunk? Simply. I never. Is it crooked, like an owl's beak? I. Do you see a wart upon the tip? Nay. Or a fly that takes the air there? What is there to stare at? Oh. 
What do you see? But I was careful not to look. Knew better. And why not look at it? And if you please. I was. Oh, it disgusts you. Sir. Its hue unwholesome seems to you. Sir. Or its shape. No, on the contrary. Why then that air disparaging? Perchance you think it large? Stammering. No, small, quite small. Minute. Minute? What now? Accuse me of a thing ridiculous? Small, my nose? Heaven help me. Tis enormous. Old flathead, empty-headed meddler, know that I am proud possessing such appendus. Tis well known a big nose is indicative of a soul affable and kind and courteous. Liberal, brave, just like myself, and such as you can never dare to dream yourself, rascal contemptible, for that witless face that my hand soon will come to cuff, is all as empty. He cuffs him. I Of pride of aspiration of feeling poetry of godlike spark of all that appertains to my big nose he turns him by the shoulders suiting the action to the word as what my boot will shortly come and kick running away help call the guard take notice boobies all who find my visage's centre ornament a thing to jest at that it is my wont and if the jester's noble ere we part to let him taste my steel and not my boot dugichi who with the marquises has come down from the stage but he becomes a nuisance the viscount de valver shrugging his shoulders swaggerer will no one put him down no one but wait i'll treat him to one of my quips see here he goes up to cyrano who is watching him and with a conceited air sir your nose is hmm it is very big very ha is that all what do you mean ah no young blade that was a trifle short you might have said at least a hundred things by varying the tone like this suppose aggressive sir if i had such a nose i'd amputate it friendly when you sup it must annoy you dipping in your cup you need a drinking bowl of special shape descriptive tis a rock a peak a cape a cape forsooth tis a peninsula curious how serves that oblong capsular for scissor sheath or pot to hold your ink gracious you love the little birds i think i see you've managed with a fond research to find the tiny claws a roomy perch truculent when you smoke your pipe suppose that the tobacco smoke spouts from your nose do not the neighbours as the fumes rise higher cry terror-struck the chimney is afire consider it take care your head bowed low by such a weight lest head or heels you go tender pray get a small umbrella made lest its bright colour in the sun should fade pedantic that beast aristophanes names hippocamel elephantiles must have possessed just such a solid lump of flesh and bone beneath his forehead's bump cavalier the last fashion friend that hook to hang your hat on tis a useful crook emphatic no wind o oh majestic nose can give thee cold save when the mistral blows dramatic when it bleeds what a red sea admiring 
sign for perfumery. Lyric. Is this a conch, a triton you? Simple. When is the monument on view? Rustic. That thing a nose? Merry come up. Tis a dwarf pumpkin or prize turnip. Military. Point against cavalry. Practical. Put it in a lottery. Assuredly, it would be the biggest prize. Or parodying Pyramus's size, behold the nose that mars the harmony of its master's fizz, blushing its treachery. Such, my dear sir, is what you might have said had you of wit or letters the least jot. But, O oh, most lamentable man of wit, you never had an atom, and of letters you have three letters only. They spell A S S, ass. And had you had the necessary wit, to serve me all the pleasantries I quote before this noble audience, in so you would not have been let to utter one, nay, not the half or quarter of such jest. I take them from myself, all in good part, but not from any other man that breathes. Trying to draw away the dismayed Viscaw, come away, Vicom, choking with rage. Hear his arrogance, a country lout who, who has got no gloves who goes out without sleeve-knots, ribbons, lace. True, all my elegances are within. I do not prank myself out, puppy-like. My toilet is more thorough, if less gay. I would not sally forth, half-washed-out affront upon my cheek. A conscience, yellow-eyed, bilious, from its sodden sleep. A ruffled honour, scruples grimed and dull. I show no bravery of shining gems. Truth independence are my fluttering plumes tis not my form i lace to make me slim but brace my soul with efforts as with stays covered with exploits not with ribbon knots my spirit bristling high like your moustaches i traversing the crowds and chattering groups make truth ring bravely out like clash of spurs but sir i wear no gloves and what of that i had one remnant of an old worn pair and knowing not what else to do with it, I threw it in the face of some young fool. Base scoundrel! Rascally, flat-footed lout! Taking off his hat and bowing as if the Viscount had introduced himself. Ah! And I, Cyrenaud Savien Hercule de Bergerac. Laughter. Buffoon! Calling out as if he had been seized with a cramp. Ay! Ay! who was going away, turns back. What on earth is the fellow saying now? With grimaces of pain. It must be moved. It's getting stiff, I vow. This comes of leaving it in idleness. Aye. What ails you? The cramp. Cramp in my sword. Drawing a sword. Good. You shall feel a charming little stroke. Contemptuously. Poet. Aye. Poet, sir, in proof of which, while we fence, presto, all extempore, I will compose a ballad. A ballad? Belike you know not what a ballad is. But, reciting as if repeating a lesson, know then that the ballad should contain three eight-first couplets. Stamping. Oh. Still reciting. And an avoir of four lines you i'll make one while we fight and touch you at the final line no no declaiming the duel in hotel of burgundy 
fought by du Bergerac and a good for naught. What may that be, and if you please? The title. Give, Give room. room. Good sport. Make place. Fair play. No noise. Table. A circle of curious spectators in the pit. The marquises and officers mingled with the common people. The pages climbing on each other's shoulders to see better. All the women standing up in the boxes. To the right, de Guichet and his retinue. Left, Libre Ragano, Cyrano, etc. Shutting his eyes for a second. Wait while I choose my rhymes. I have them now. He suits the action to each word. I gaily doff my beaver low. And freeing hand and heel, my heavy mantle off I throw, and I draw my polished steel. Graceful as Phoebus, round I wheel, alert as Scaramouche. A word in your ear, Sir Spark, I steal, at the envoi's end I touch. They engage. Better for you had you lain low, where skewer my cock in the heel, in the heart, your ribbon blew below in the hip and make you kneel oh for the music of clashing steel what now a hit not much twill be in the punch the stroke i steal when at the envoi i touch oh for a rhyme a rhyme and oh you wriggle starch white my eel a rhyme a rhyme the white feather you show tuck I parry the point of your steel. The point you hope to make me feel, I open the line, now clutch. Your spit, Sir Scullion, slow your zeal. At the envoi's end, I touch. He declaims solemnly, Envoi, prince, pray heaven for your soul's wheel. I move apace, lo, such and such. Cut over, faint. Thrusting. What ho, you reel! The Viscon staggers. Cyrano salutes. At the envoi's end, I touch. Acclamations. Applause in the boxes. Flowers and handkerchiefs are thrown down. The officers surround Cyrano, congratulating him. Raganu dances for joy. Libre is happy, but anxious. The Viscon's friends hold him up and bear him away. Ah! Tis superb! A pretty stroke! A marvel! A novelty! Oh, madman! Presses round Cyrano, chorus of Compliments! Compliments. Bravo. Bravo! Let me congratulate! Quite unsurpassed! There is a hero for you! Advancing to Cyrano with outstretched hand, Sir, permit! Naught could be finer! I'm a judge, I think! I stamped the faith! to show my admiration he goes away to Quigi. who is that gentleman why d'artagnan to cyrano taking his arm a word with you wait let the rabble go to belarus may i stay respectfully without doubt cries are heard outside jodelet who has looked out they hoot montfleury solemnly sick transit to the porters sweep close all but leave the lights we sup, but later on we must return for a rehearsal of tomorrow's farce. Jodelet and Belarus go out, bowing low to Cyrano. The porter to Cyrano. You do not dine, sir? No. The porter goes out. Because? Proudly. Because? 
changing his tone as the porter goes away i have no money with the action of throwing a bag how the bag of crowns paternal bounty in a day thou'rt sped how live the next month i have nothing left folly but what a graceful action think the buffet girl coughing behind her counter <clears throat> cyrano and lebre turn she comes timidly forward sir my heart mislikes to know you fast showing the buffet see all you need serve yourself taking off his hat gentle child although my gascon pride would else forbid to take the least bestowal from your hands my fear of wounding you outweighs that pride and bids accept he goes to the buffet a trifle these few grapes she offers him the whole bunch he takes a few nay but this bunch she tries to give him wine but he stops her a glass of water fair and half a macaroon he gives back the other half what foolery take something else i take your hand to kiss he kisses her hand as though she were a princess thank you kind sir she curtsies good night she goes out scene five cyrano libre now talk i listen he stands at the buffet and placing before him first the macaron dinner then the grapes dessert then the glass of water wine he seats himself so and now to table ah i was hungry friend nay ravenous eating you said these fops would be belligerent will if you heed them only turn your head ask people of good sense if you would know the effect of your fine insolence finishing his macaron enormous the cardinal radiant the cardinal was there must have thought it original if faith but he's an author twill not fail to please him that i should mar a brother author's play you make too many enemies by far eating his grapes how many think you i have made to-night forty no less not counting ladies count montfleury first the bourgeois then de guiche the viscount baron the academy enough i am o'erjoyed but these strange ways where will i lead you at the end explain your system come i in a labyrinth was lost too many different paths to choose i took which oh by far the simplest path decided to be admirable in all shrugging his shoulders so be it but the motive of your hate to montfleury come tell me rising this silenus big-bellied coarse still deems himself a peril a danger to the love of lovely ladies and while he sputters out his actor's part makes sheep's eyes at their boxes goggling frog i hate him since the evening he presumed to raise his eyes to hers beseemed i saw a slug crawl slavering o'er a flower's petals stupefied how now what can it be laughing bitterly <laughs> that i should love changing his tone i love and may i know you never said come now bethink you the fond hope to be beloved e'en by some poor graceless lady is by this nose of mine for i bereft me this lengthy nose which go wherever i will 
folks yet a quarter mile ahead of me but i may love and who tis fate's decree i love the fairest how were it otherwise the fairest ay the fairest of the world most brilliant most refined most golden-haired who is this lady she's a danger mortal all unsuspicious full of charms unconscious like a sweet perfumed rose a snare of nature within whose petals cupid lurks in ambush he who has seen her smile has known perfection instilling into trifles grace's essence divinity in every careless gesture not venus herself can mount her conch blown seaward as she can step into her chaise porteurs nor diane fleet across the woods spring flowered light as my lady o'er the stones of paris sapristi all is clear as spider-webs your cousin madeleine robin roxanne well but so much the better tell her so she saw your triumph here this very night look well at me then tell me with what hope this vile protuberance can inspire my heart i do not lull me with illusions yet at times i'm weak in evening hours dim i enter some fair pleasance perfume sweet with my poor ugly devil of a nose i scent spring's essence in the silver rays i see some knight a lady on his arm and think to saunter thus neath the moonshine i were fain to have my lady too beside thought soars to ecstasy oh sudden fall the shadow of my profile on the wall my friend my friend at times tis hard tis bitter to feel my loneliness my own ill favour taking his hand you weep no never think how vilely suited adown this nose a tear its passage tracing i never will while of myself i'm master let the divinity of tears their beauty be wedded to such common ugly grossness nothing more solemn than a tear sublimer and i would not by weeping turn to laughter at the grave emotion that the tear engenders never be sad what's love a chance of fortune shaking his head look i a caesar to woo cleopatra a tito to aspire to berenice your courage and your wit the little maid who offered you refreshment even now her eyes did not abhor you you saw well impressed true well how then i saw roxanne herself was death pale as she watched the duel pale her heart her fancy are already caught put it to the touch that she may mock my face that is the one thing on this earth i fear introducing someone to serrano sir someone asks for you seeing the duenna god her duenna scene six serrano libre the duenna the duenna with the low bow i was bid ask you where a certain lady could see her valiant cousin but in secret overwhelmed see me curtsying ay sir she has somewhat to tell somewhat still curtsying ay private matters staggering ah my god to-morrow at the early blush of dawn we go to hear mass at st roch leaning against libre my god after what place for a few minutes speech confused 
where ah uh, but ah uh, my god say i reflect where at the pastry house of raguano where lodges he the rue god saint honore going good be you there at seven without fail the duena goes out scene seven Cyrano, Lebre, then actors, actresses, Cuije, Brezaye, Linier, the porter, the violinists. Falling into Lebre's arms, a rendezvous from her. You're sad no more. Ah, let the world go burn. She knows I live. Now you'll be calm, I hope. Beside himself for joy. Calm? I now calm? I'll be frenetic, frantic, raving mad. Oh, for an army to attack, a host. I've ten hearts in my breast, a score of arms, no dwarfs to cleave in twain, no giants now. For a few moments, the shadows of the actors have been moving on the stage. Whispers are heard. The rehearsal is beginning. The violinists are in their places. Hello there. Silence. We rehearse. <laughs> we go. He moves away. By the big door enter Kije, Brizaye, and some officers holding a blinier who is drunk. Savrano well what now a lusty thrust they're bringing you recognizing him lanier what has chanced he seeks you he dare not go home why not showing him a crumpled letter this letter warns me that a hundred men revenge that threatens me that song you know at the port de nesle to get to my own house i must pass there i dare not give me leave to sleep to-night beneath your roof allow a hundred men you'll sleep in your own bed but in a terrible voice showing him the lighted lantern held by the porter who is listening curiously take the lantern linier seizes it let us start i swear that i will make your bed to-night myself to the officers follow some stay behind as witnesses a hundred less to-night would be too few the actors and actresses in their costumes have come down from the stage and are listening but why embroil yourself libre whose golds that worthless drunkard slapping linier on the shoulder wherefore for this cause this wine-barrel this cask of burgundy did on a day an action full of grace as he was leaving church he saw his love take holy water he who is afeard at water's taste ran quickly to the stoop and drank it all to the last drop indeed that was a graceful thing ay was it not first actress to the others but why a hundred men against one poor rhymer march to the officers gentlemen when you shall see me charge bear me no succour none whate'er the odds second actress jumping from the stage oh i shall come and see come then third actress jumping down to an old actor and you come all the doctor isabel leander come for you shall add in a motley swarm the farce italian to this spanish drama dancing for joy bravo a mantle quick my hood come on play us a march gentlemen of the band the violinists join the procession which is forming they take the footlights and divide them for torches brave officers next women in costume 
and twenty paces on he takes his place i all alone beneath the plume that glory lends herself to deck my beaver proud as scipio you hear me i forbid you succor me one two three porter open wide the doors the porter opens the doors a view of old paris in the moonlight is seen ah paris wrapped in night half nebulous the moonlight streams o'er the blue shadowed roofs a lovely frame for this wild battle scene beneath the vapors floating scarves the same trembles mysterious like a magic mirror and shortly you shall see what you shall see to the port de nail standing on the threshold i to the port de nail turning to the actress did you not ask young lady for what cause against this rhymer five-score men were sent he draws his sword was that they knew him for a friend of mine he goes out Linier staggers first after him then the actresses on the officers arms the actors the procession starts to the sound of the violins and in the faint light of the candles curtain end of act one